Carson. This is civilfritz.net, and we are, as always, late to the party. I'm Jonathan Anderson. And we're doing a podcast. What, what are we talking about today, Andy? <laughs> we today are going to talk about how you and I play video games in kind of a very unique, I think, couple sort of way. I don't think I've met a lot of people who do it like this, or maybe there are some, but I haven't met them. And yeah, I think I'm, more I'm, people should do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. And obviously we'll get into what we're actually talking about here soon but i i think i've you know i hear about other people that play video games as couples uh but we don't tend to run into them in our day-to-day lives people seem to think that it's odd that we play games together yeah of course we live in boulder should i say that why not (laughs) but you know boulder i think is the video game hating capital of the world from the the impression i've picked up on and yet we have a fantastic used game store just down the road that's true thanks to the students of cu boulder who are not native i i don't know that i see a lot of students in there it tends to be uh, maybe i'm wrong i feel like it has to be them that's keeping it alive yeah it might be going too far to say that it is definitively but in any case (laughs) um yeah, so what are we talking about, Andy? So, yeah, um, I think that this is interesting for us in part because uh, playing games together was important for, I think, our early relationship, or at least our, our common interest in video games. Um, would you like to say something about that? <laughs> <laughs> Gee, what are you prompting me to say? Yeah, a, a lot of our early relationship was like sparked by knowing that we both had a history with playing mist i think was a big part of it i'm, it, I'm not sure he would have dated me if i hadn't played mist yes and not only did uh not only had you played mist before and quite a lot of it i don't remember how far into the series but you'd played i played more than just mist three, itself one through three and had a positive experience but then when I uh, revealed my even further nerddom by showing you that I had novels from said series and that I wanted you to read them, and you did, and you enjoyed them, I think this was a turning point in our relationship. By the way, yes, there are missed novels. And they're not bad. Yeah, they're all right. I, <clears throat> I personally find them difficult to go back to to actually read. I think they're better in my memory than, than they actually are. I've maybe read them three times. Yes. I have not read them in a while. I'm staring at them right now, though. They're right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm kind of a uh, chronic rereader of things I find nifty. But there were specific things that you might not have even uh, considered at the time that, you know, pointed out to me that you weren't just talking about video games because I was... But, like, you worked uh, at the campus over one summer, and you would tell me about playing uh, Sands of Time, mm-hmm. and was it was it Zelda that you were playing at the time also? Yeah. Twilight Princess. Yeah, on your GameCube. And someone tried to steal it from me, only they only managed to steal the case, 
So I ended up with the caseless Twilight Princess. Yeah, we have this disc-only copy of GameCube <laughs> Twilight Princess that I desperately would like to get a case for. But I, I think at the time, like I had just started, I just started getting into games media at all. Like before that, I think I really just played them. And maybe I'd really looked forward to Half-Life 2 because it was all cool and the graphics were neat. But I had just recently started watching Zero Punctuation, I think. And he was going on and on about how much, how, why Sands of Time was good, but I hadn't actually played it yet. And yeah. so you were talking about this game that I had heard about that I had reason to think was good, but you were kind of playing it on your own. And uh, that was a novel experience for me. I was used to really people not playing games much at all, but... Uh, certainly not uh, someone I might be interested in. It it didn't hurt that I was locked in a closet-like room for my summer job for hours and hours at a time where I was just supposed to be available in case the phone rang and there was an Xbox. So that's what I did. Right. But do you remember the first game we really played together? The first game we actually played together. Like together, not just mutual interest. Hmm. Uh, it was probably Mario Kart Double Dash. No. I don't... I. It's possible we played multiplayer in the big room on campus. Yeah, but that, that game room thing. I don't remember doing that. And we did it like twice. But I mean the way we play games. The first time we ever really did that. I see. So, um... It's earlier than you might think. Hey, you're going to have to tell me. Tragdor, the Burninator. A real long time ago, in the peasant kingdom of peasantry, some people lived in fear. You are rather dashing, a peasant wearing short pants who returns from vacation to find his thatch roof cottage burninated. You swear revenge and embark on an incredible journey to vanquish the Burninator once and for all. Peasant's Quest! Oh, that's right. It, it's different than what we're mostly going to be talking about because it was... Uh, it, it's a single-player game, but we did, and it's a it's point-and-click adventure game, basically. Mm-hmm. But we did not actually play it together. We played it in our separate dorm rooms chatting about the experience while we played it and racing each other to the finish uh, very explicitly i think that's not that different other than the physical separation we we talk about it the whole time we're poking fun at each other it is different for a reason that i'll bring up later but it'll come up in the conversation simultaneous play instead of sharing a single game anyway yes we played through trogdor the burninator um so I think what's particularly unique about the way that we play games is that um, more often than not, we tend to play one-player games together. Yeah. Um, We've tried to do uh, a little bit of competitive stuff. Like, we really enjoy Halo, but we pretty much always only play the Mm co-op. And we don't really get into the, the competitive multiplayer and... We played a little bit of Mario Kart, but we tend to really only do that when we're playing with other people also. Um, Yeah. Right. We've played, let's see, Donkey Kong and Valkyria Chronicles, various Mario games. Yeah, we played through the whole Mass Effect series that way. Galaxy 1, Galaxy 2. 
the Mario's Mario Galaxy. Yeah, I guess that's true. It those kind of became more that way. Everything we've played has become more this way. Um, we're doing some uh, Metal Gear yeah. together. We've we've been playing through Metal Gear Solid Five together. We've played other Metal Gears, like we played two, three, and four kind of together. But like, you distinguished this earlier that that was more I was playing and you happened to be watching for most of it. And that's that's a little bit different than what we're actually talking about, where we're both actively playing. And kind of the first one that sticks out is Valkyria Chronicles, where the fact that it's kind of turn-based but also action-oriented and has a story and was interesting to both of us uh, kind of facilitated this um, this tagging back and forth between who was playing. I don't think that's the first one. It's, it's the first one where we noticed, I think, where we really pointed it out. I think it's the first time we decided that this is something we intentionally want to just do yeah. a lot. We just kind of had accidentally been doing it. But around the same time, we also did Catherine that way. What else have we done? Well, uh, we mentioned the Mist series. I don't think you mentioned it in your list just now. But yeah. we played through, All e- even though we, we had both played Mist a lot before, I think we started over from the beginning and just played all of them yes. again. We um, kind of tried Uru and decided that that wasn't Yeah, I've played that with people that was gonna past, work. <laughs> but that game just doesn't hold up as well. Yeah. And then we, of course, played Abduction when it just came out, mm-hmm. new game by the Cyan team. Um, again, very much the same kind of thing where we just, you know, blocked out time to play it together and solved puzzles. And then The Witness, which is one of the most recent mm-hmm. ones that we did together. And that was a totally great experience um, because we just, you know, we decided that uh, our minds just are different enough and yet overlap in interest that if one of us got stuck, the other one could solve the puzzle uh, more quickly. And we I made the comment to your dad in the last episode that I don't think we ever got stuck for more than 12 hours on a single puzzle, which I think is a relatively unique uh, <laughs> unique uh, experience playing that game. Yeah. With, we the, were... with the exception of that, that stupid shipwreck puzzle. Oh, yeah, except for that. But we were comparing notes with other people online and felt like we were going really fast compared to what most people were saying. Yeah, and it's really clear to me that if I had been playing it alone, that that would not have been the case. Um, but not only uh, did we, you know, have complementary perspectives on the game, but also just because we had someone to be bouncing ideas off of, it was easier to articulate what yeah. we were thinking about. But it, both of us solved puzzles quickly that the other one got completely stuck on. It's just, um, yeah, I think this partly works for us because we have a lot of common interests, but our minds work very differently. So I think kind of mesh together well yeah in a lot of game worlds in a really fun sort of way um why do you think that that works better than multiplayer games for us well so you brought up um you know your first example is is trogdor the burdenator this weird uh mm-hmm. home star runner game um that's really just you know a joke taken way too far <laughs> and awesome uh but the reason I think of that differently is because for the most part, our experience is that we enjoy playing games cooperatively rather than competitively. Mm. And so we don't get into Halo multiplayer, like traditional Halo multiplayer, but we really like the co-op. And we do play multiplayer games in the sense that we play 
New Super Mario Brothers, and we played through that whole game together. That's a co-op game. Uh, or you you have Ibanob in your notes. That's And true. that's a co-op game. Oh, but and, I have a specific point to make about Ibanob. <laughs> all right. It may be the same point about New Super Mario Brothers. Uh, Maybe. I guess that's true. I might point out that I guess part of that is because I am not nearly as good at Twitch games as you are. So if, if we are going head to head, I just lose. Yeah, but at the same time, we... we played halo and we enjoy halo like we bought the xbox to play halo and we yeah. played through that whole series again just but to do that cooperatively partly yeah. because i really like it but i feel like i it would take me so much longer to get through it and i enjoy kind of you know ghosting behind you every time i die until i can come back yeah I'm just cheesing the respawn system i'm guessing that part of this is that we have kids would you agree with that uh, how do you mean I mean, we don't have endless amounts of time. We pretty much play games when they're asleep. Um, And so being able to have a full game experience without, um, but shortening it a little, but not by cheating, is is kind of a benefit, I think, of being together on these things. So a lot of times it does make the game happen faster because we facilitate each other, but in a really natural sort of way. Maybe, but that's not why... Like, I wouldn't consider that a motivating factor for me. I mean, there, it's easy to be concerned that gaming, gaming as a hobby is isolating. And when you have a family and children and limited time, uh, it can sometimes be difficult to justify that. Like, uh, we're playing Metal Gear together, but at the same time, I also got Dark Souls 2. I really like Dark Souls, and I've played a lot of it. Uh, but I haven't played as much of Dark Souls 2, even though I was really excited to play it, because it's difficult for me to decide I'm going to go sit in a room and play this game by myself, because you're not that interested in it. Whereas if there is a game, single player or not, that we're both interested in, it feels more like... I mean, it is an interactive and, and social experience rather than something that I'm deciding is important enough to go do by myself. Um, and, you know, I do a little bit of that, but right. less. I think we like talking about it a lot. Yeah, we also, I mean, as, as evidenced by mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. Uh, we, we really like to talk about the experiences that we have and that we share. And, you know, I can tell you about a thing that happened in Dark Souls, but it doesn't mean anything to you in the same way as, you know, us comparing notes on an experience that we had together in a game. Yeah. I still think that that's close to what I said about kids, but the relational aspect means a lot too. Well, but the point that I would make is it's not about completing the game more quickly. It's about making better use of the time. I see. Okay. Um, so the point I was going to make about Ibn Abiz is that at least in some cooperative games, and I think Super Mario Brothers, this is a little bit true, we actually got had way more trouble getting along in that one. Yeah, uh, Avery, uh, my cousin, mm-hmm. refers to the multiplayer mode in New Super Mario Brothers as divorce mode. <laughs> I think we did better on that one than Ib and Bob. Yeah, and it was it, there, there's you don't get stuck in Mario; you just fail to progress. But in Ib and Bob, we would have puzzles. Like it's it's a 
side-scrolling platformer cooperative thing where you have to work together to kind of manipulate the physics to do Mm -hmm. things and it's both difficult to know for sure what to do and also difficult to uh to implement some of what you want to try so if one of us has in our head what we think the solution is but we need the other one to execute correctly on that plan it's difficult to convey the plan in the first place and then to not be able to see it uh, implemented correctly can get frustrating. But it- yeah, definitely play <laughs> sessions of Ivanov ended in silent uh, <laughs> silent turning off of the machine and going to bed and just not talking about it for a while. Anger. I think the big problem was when we tried to uh, start 100%ing the levels in that. We still have not 100%ed oh, Ivanov. No, because that's when it got really terrible because you could just miss one tiny crystal piece. And my Twitch abilities are not as good as yours so i would often know what i was supposed to do but i just wouldn't do it and then you get mad and i get mad yeah i think maybe uh one day snipper clips will be a better implementation of that same idea for us mm. for cooperative uh having to work together to solve a puzzle but instead you have little dudes with with smirking faces looking at you and it's a little bit less twitchy yeah, it doesn't look that that hard to control. Um, what do you think your favorite experience of playing through a game with me is? It's difficult for me to talk about favorites with games because I love all my children equally. Not uh, the but, game, but the experience. Yeah, but but the, like so much of the way I approach gaming is about unique and distinct experiences. So it's difficult to rank. Um, like I, I could talk about which missed games I have enjoyed more than others because they're roughly the same experience, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, we had a really cool time with Mist 5 because it was one that neither of us had played before, even if I didn't like the game as much. Or I really, really liked The Witness partially because I was so excited for it, but because it did, uh, point out how well we work together um, with things like that. Um, I think it made us both feel really smart because neither of us had to like <laughs> sit and be stuck on a puzzle. We could just hand it off. And it, we absolutely did hand it off. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. that one of us was always bailing the other one out. It was I would get frustrated and you would do a bunch of Tetris puzzles or you would get frustrated and I would... I think we handed off different kinds of Tetris yes. puzzles, actually. It, you was, did, it you... was even to the point where once you had a hard time with and we're like scribbling on paper and going, ah, I would do in my head and vice versa. Like our minds are different enough that it, it's not even that we would do it quicker. We would do it quicker and not need props yeah. for the ones we were good at. It, it was just, it felt good, yeah, to yeah. play that. Um. And then I really liked playing Mass Effect together because it is more action-y than what you traditionally play. And, you know, in the same way that I really liked playing Halo. Like, that's a different kind of game than we usually play uh, because of your specific interests. Um, But it was very doable for me. Yeah. I felt like the action was much more doable. And... It was always in very well metered out. Also, yeah. it's not all action all the time. There's a lot of really 
good story and RPG right. stuff in there too. And, and that matters a lot. Yeah. Um, it was also the series that your brother had been telling me to play for years and I'd bounced off of kind of right. early on. Uh, so it was cool to get to go and, and really play through all of that. I think we also have the really cool um, thing that we share what we think Shepard looks like. We have the same concept that Shepard is a black woman because we created her together. Yes, yes. But I mean, everyone has the story of everyone else's Shepard is wrong. But it, because we... But it, ours is the same. Ours is the same. And it's it's this kind of shared creativity thing that we're trying to establish. Like you've been doing more blog uh you know, writing more in general. And I've been writing a little bit more in general just as a result of this stuff that we've been doing together and trying to create things. And yeah, playing Mass Effect felt a bit like that. We weren't just playing a game together. We kind of created an idea of what we thought the universe should be like. And we talk about all the conversation options. Yeah, I mean, that, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them. That was another one. We played The Walking Dead together. Oh, yeah. And we would have little discussions about what we thought the character should do. Um, and you tend to tread more towards what you think the character would actually do. And I tread more towards the thing that will give us the best outcome. Because I want to see the good ending of whatever we're playing. And I totally get like why you're a purist. But I just have a really hard time not wanting to see the good ending of things. Yeah. And in Mass Effect, we our mutual oh, decisions led us to accidentally kill our entire crew. I mean, this is a whole conversation in its own. In fact, I think I might have it on, you know, somewhere in our notes for ideas for the future. But the fact that we both approached Mass Effect, Mass Effect 2 specifically, as a video game, and we both have this shared knowledge. Like, we, we come up on JRPGs a lot. Like, your brother played a lot of Final Fantasy VII. I'd play Final Fantasy VII. We're and other final fantasies we're in the middle of like the big calamity happening and then we're like well of course it's time for side quests and you and i both felt this way we're like we're gonna go complete all the side quests before we go on with the main mission all the quests and mass effect is just like nope i'm gonna punish you for not treating this like a real event dr chuck was are you okay shepherd you you came for us no one gets left behind. What about the others? Do you know where they are? They didn't make it. Chambers, Rupert, Gabby, half the crew, gone. I watched them die. They were processed, rendered down into some kind of raw genetic paste and pumped through these tubes. Why are they doing this? What are they doing with our genetic material? Does it matter? If you'd gotten here sooner, you could have saved them. It was a very interesting experience, and we had very different reactions to it. You were just totally mortified. I was you like, want, let's start over You now. wanted to start the whole game over just to undo that. <laughs> there we are in the final mission. And I, I just couldn't believe how awesome it was that the game just decided to totally give us the smackdown for not taking it seriously. I was just reveling in that. He convinced me, but I was better. Yeah. Towards the game. <laughs> For duping us like that. It was sad. And, the, uh, oh, 
Heavy Rain. Was that the one? I forgot about that. <laughs> so we, we played... Did, did we play the, the first one together? Indigo Prophecy, yes. Yeah. We did. We re- I think we really like those kinds of... What do you call those? I mean... They seem like... I want to say choose your own adventure because that's what Yeah, it feels they're like. basically choose your own... Adve- very expensive, high production value choose your own adventure novels. With occasional press X to not die sequences. Yeah. Um... Heavy rain. I mean, they were really fun to play together, but we did get to those places where something bad would happen, and I would want to undo it, and you would want to just go on. Yeah, like, and heavy rain specifically, like that is what that game is about, is about it absorbing negative consequences and just going on. And so, yeah, going backwards and trying to undo choices you made in that game it was unacceptable. It's hard for me. Yeah. I think the, what at the holdup at the gas station or convenience store, the store clerk got shot and died. And I was like, no, we can't let that happen. I remember so little about that game. (laughs) Oh, I still remember a bunch of it. I made you do all of the uh, terrifying parts. (laughs) I could not in a video game cut off my own my video game character's finger I couldn't do it I, I don't even think I watched you do it <laughs> that may be different now though you might find that the, uh, your perspective on that kind of thing has changed Maybe. over the years I have definitely evolved I used to not be able to play anything to um oh looking for immersive immersive because I would forget about the real world and get so stressed out that I don't know. I just I'd have nightmares. Couldn't handle it. So that is why we also have a history of Jonathan playing some games and me watching him because I wanted to see them, but I like would almost throw the controller at the screen. I could I just couldn't do it. Um, I just played Half Life Two. We yeah, played a little bit of Half Life Two uh, we, together. We got the fancy new computer to play an old game on. And, but we had keyboard and mouse. I, although I think you were you were playing it with the joypad, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I never even considered playing that game before. I my brother played it a lot, and you played it, and I'd seen it. Um, I even I read pretty thoroughly through the entire uh, player's guide for it. My brother had the big, you know, colorful. Yeah. The pictures. the raising the bar. I have it too over there. Yeah. And remember, I took one look at Ravenholm. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I was like, no, no, never, ever, uh-uh. Um, so I would just, like, peek at you guys playing it every once in a while and then run away. Um, so I did make it through some of that, but um, we trading off made it possible for me to uh, take a breath and stop sweating a little because it was still hard for yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, we didn't play a whole lot of it anyway because you tend to not be that into older games anyway and and half-life 2 is probably a little bit modern enough for you to still want to play it but it still is very kind of militaristically stark and action heavy repetitive yeah i think which i think bothers you less if If you're not into it for the shooting then you probably aren't going to enjoy half-life 2 yeah whereas i think you played portal uh, but we didn't play that together because I'd played that already oh yeah you watched me try to play portal yeah i got shot a lot and then, um, did we ever play the co-op in Portal 2? I've played that with a bunch of people. No, but we I think we played through the one-player version of that. 
Yeah, but I think that might be back together. going to the the. Um, I think you the one of us it, watching the I other play you. it. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Which we uh, do still do a fair amount of, uh, because true. if there's a game that interests me more than you, you kind of still want to be around and passively take it in, but not necessarily prioritize it or have your attention on it. I think very occasionally it happens the other way. But I feel like you don't pay attention at all yeah. when I'm the only one playing. <laughs> I I am I'm bad at that. There, we just had a friend over who was playing The Witness who does not play games, and he was marveling at the fact that we would want to sit and watch him play a game. Uh, just and we we expressed it as trying to recapture vicariously the experience of playing the game for the first time, if nothing else. Um, but yeah, historically, if you have wanted to play a game, I selfishly am bad at just wanting to play or just watch. Like Fable 2 was like that. Yeah. I kept trying to get you to hang out with me while I played it. Well, so part of that is because in the back of my head, I want to play Fable 2. And at the time, we weren't really doing the tandem gaming thing much. Mm. We were just, we, we still had it in our heads. Like even when we were talking about The Witness, we had it in our heads that we would play it separately and try to not pollute each other's experience but that's really just that's a mistake we have more fun when we try and play things together in fact i've been thinking i would want to go play fable 2 at some point and maybe that's what we should do is we should like you never finished it right we should just start that over and play some fable we could even start off in my game honestly the early game is not that fun but i haven't seen it at all (laughs) okay okay i think we've also gotten a lot better at it like initially with stuff like heavy rain or indigo prophecy we had some issues accepting what the other person would choose that maybe we wouldn't choose maybe we got over that quite a lot with mass effect where our person's personality yeah. changed a lot depending on <laughs> who was playing yeah shepherd was a little bit eccentric depending on who was playing i think we both got a little bit more fatalistic of well if if the controller is not in my hands i'm just going to accept I might tease you about what you do, but I'm going to accept whatever you choose. Yeah. I feel like there was another game that was an even better example of that. My head is going to like Oblivion or something, but uh, I don't know that there was really too much choice happening in our playthrough of Oblivion. Valkyria Chronicles? Maybe, but there weren't really like story choices in Valkyria Chronicles, and we were both pretty set on we won't let someone die in that game. We we absolutely did actually restart missions in that game if someone died. Why were we like that with that one? Because like that's not a a character driven game in the same way, so the resultant story isn't as equally valid. Like Mm. in Heavy Rain, the point of the game is that your story is your story and characters die in stories and a new story is created by virtue of playing it with certain characters dead. Valkyria Chronicles isn't that way. You just lose the cool dialogue and the shouts that they make when they go into battle, right? (laughs) So, you know, the the thing that we wanted about that game was to hear crazy people shouting weird catchphrases when they run and attack enemies and you lose that. The, the the game is definitively worse if your characters die. I think we have a lot of fun kind of making fun of games sometimes, which sounds like we don't like them, but we love Valkyria Chronicles, but we made fun of so much of that game. Yeah, but it was great. <laughs> it's so goofy. 
And yeah, the, the characters ca- shout really dumb things when they're about to go. Um, but in the best someone. possible way. <laughs> yeah. I think like, we both just love the weirdness of Japanese things sometimes the way the art and the well that game even had a fantastic localization like all the mm-hmm. voice work was great it wasn't even like good japanese dub kind of voices sure. it was great voice no i don't mean like englishy i just mean like the what japanese culture considers normal yes. we'd be like what yes <laughs> some of it is there's so much um they're so earnest. Yes, that was the game that we were playing when we re- uh, kind of realized or discovered how little sarcasm there is in Japanese media. Yeah, and when you remove like that sarcasm and emotional distance from things that Americans have, it's just like it's almost too much in this really beautiful sort of way. You're yeah. like, no, they didn't. They didn't just do that. <laughs> Wasn't there a game, and maybe we'll have to cut this if we can't think of it, but I feel like there was a game where there was an old man who would say something in, like, the best way. Like, it was the weirdest, goofiest thing ever. And I kept going up and talking to this character just because his voice acting was so absurd. It was one of the Final Fantasy games. It was. It was... It was one of the guys in Final Fantasy X. Yeah. One of the, like, the monks or something. Would you like to hear a bit about the wondrous Shoepuff? Very well. There are many things we do not know about the Shoepuff. For example, what does it eat? It eats nothing. The water it sucks through its schnoz somehow supports its considerable size. Some theorize it eats teeny-weeny waterborne organisms. Hmm. And that, as they say, is that. And, yeah, it's the same thing. Like, in that game, the voice acting is really weird and goofy and bad. But that guy was the right kind of weird and goofy and bad. And I just kept walking up to him. Every time we saw him in the game world, like, oh, and he always had, like, some long spiel. Like, I'm going to go listen to every line of dialogue he has because it's the best voice acting in the game. Final Fantasy works because I think grinding in those games, what what you have to do can get really wearisome. But You are so much more okay with grinding than I am in general. I think that I'm more okay with fighting more encounters in the midst of the story, whereas maybe you would want to just run through and see the next part of the story. But then when we're totally stuck and we can't progress, you're the one who will just grind for hours while I sit and do something. I think that's because I grew up with a brother who like maxed out all of his characters all the time. So gaining a few levels felt like Hey, I'm not I'm not maxing these guys out. I'm not spending my whole life. I'm just doing a little so that the game is more fun. Yeah, whereas I grew up save scumming and throwing myself at the wall over and over again <laughs> to get by with as low a skill and and ability threshold as possible. Yeah, my brother's whole goal in all of those games was to dominate the bosses like as much as possible. Yep. And then he'd complain that some of them weren't hard. And I was like, "Well, we're at level 99 <laughs> yeah so I mean, obviously some of this habit of playing games with other people comes from our respective childhoods you would play games with your brother and yeah. that was mostly him playing and you watching at the time if i understand yeah but... i had similar problems with him where i i would play games on my own it was not just me watching him but he would not watch me right 
So um, here we are. <laughs> yeah. So I think I enjoy the cooperative so much because, you know, it it's hard to pay attention to something you're not vested in all the time. And I'm, I'm just a crazy story addict. So if something has a story, I can pay attention whether I'm playing it or not. But cooperatively, like, I get to do some. We have lots of conversations about it. I'm never kicked out because I'm making you nervous. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I had the the opposite relationship with my brother. Like we would play games together, but I was the domineering older brother mm-hmm. who always got to play. And, you know, he would watch. And at the time that seemed normal. And now I feel like a horrible person. But Bad. if I th- like think back about, like we played a lot of the original Final Fantasy on the NES. And so much of my like memory of playing that game are the weird rituals that we had the inner child brains we thought made it more likely to successfully run away from an encounter. And so, so much of that game was spent like running into a dungeon, doing a thing, and running away from all of the enemies on the way in and out. So I do think that my brother and I had a better relationship when we played Game Boy, because we each had one. Right. And we would sit next to each other on long car trips, you know, like dodging the sun. Did you play the um, same games or did no, you play different games? but we would like lean over and look at what each other was doing. Right. And um, uh, when Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons came out, we each played the other one. That's awesome. I didn't, I, I don't think I knew that. Did you then trade off and play the other? That was the, the plan. I, I did not have as much dedication or follow through with games as Isaac did. So I think I got most of the way through Seasons and then was kind of, ready for something new right and he actually did swap so i could talk to him about seasons but i didn't do any of ages until much much later but it was still like we we had parallel games and could talk about them and i could ask him for help right that's pretty cool so that that was um a much better place for us than i think just me watching yeah you may not have considered this as part of the conversation, but like where my mind goes uh, as the next logical step from us playing games with our siblings to us playing games together as a family is how we play games with the kids and what that looks like. Um, and right now, you know, Leo wants to play games and he's actually getting surprisingly good for you know, what I'm used to him being capable of. So much of it is him being limited by just the controllers that we have available and he can't even get his hand around it and hit the buttons correctly or there's too many buttons and they're distracting. So we've got new controllers coming to try and enable a bit of that. But I told this story earlier of giving him Oracle of Seasons and he he just wanted to play the Game Boy on the bus and him trying to figure out, he wanted to get to a Switch and I told him that the switch is what he needed to hit in order to get to where he wanted to go. And he went right to it, like three screen, screens away and navigated correctly. So I'm, I'm encouraged by playing games with the kids. Um, but, you know, some people are concerned by that. Like, I think you mentioned to the pediatrician that we play games with the kids. And she had a negative reaction to it. No, I said that the kids play video games, and she had a negative reaction to that. And I then see. I said, but we are with them. It's a social thing. And yeah. she went, oh, well, that's really different. That's not usually what I'm hearing about. And it is. I, like, we, like, 
Leo does not play games by himself. I don't even think he has the attention span yet. But when we're together, like we're playing through uh, Minish Cap right now, it's bright and colorful and there's a story and characters and they're all weird and cartoony and he likes it and it's fun. But he's even problem solving. Uh, yeah. And I, I love it when I'll go into a room and the doors will lock. And of course, I know what to do because I've played Zelda before. But when he says, Daddy, you need to push that block. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, I love that when I play a game with a lot of dialogue or story in it, especially slightly older ones, um, I love reading it to him. Yeah. It feels like, how is this, how could this possibly be any worse than reading him a book? Like, he's, um, we were playing Zelda Twilight Princess together, and he was, um, in the beginning, Link's friends get kidnapped, and I was reading him all the dialogue about that, and he was so concerned. And he was really bothered by the fact that the game makes you do so many other things right. before you actually go and rescue his friend. He's like, your friends are in danger. Go get them now. Oh, wait. Let's herd some cattle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He doesn't really get the video gamey stuff yet. Um, Leo would not have lost the entire crew of the Normandy. That's true. He would have known. That yeah. was important. Um I think I really like this dynamic about us, especially when we're in kind of, we're in this place where a lot of people have very negative connotations with video games, that they just, they have no concept Mm -hmm. for how we do it, that it's a very social, relational thing for us. Um, And yeah, and I think it's turning into that with our kids too. And I'm not just the mom who like, needs to be shown where the a button is like i actually my 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 poor mother we would try to get her to play with us when we were kids and she panicked when we put like a controller in her hand she still does yeah i think i think we love it when we we have an inside joke about something that happened while yeah. we were playing together and we do that with pretty much all media sure. but it is yeah it's it's great that that kind of relational language grows out of something that we get to do together like this yeah and that you are creating something it's different than just watching a tv show together um we love media but we come away with very unique stories when we play video games together i think do you have a favorite memory of something that happened when we were together of a video game i mean it would probably have to be the crew of the normandy dying like, that was fantastic. It was it was horrible and amazing because it subverted not just the way we were playing the game, but the way we had grown up playing games. And I can't actually believe that it was intended to be that way, but it was amazing. We were emotionally invested. Yeah. And was, it's the perfect point in the breath. series to do that too, right? Yeah where you've had two games worth of exposure to the character and to you know the concept of the world you're really invested and you're about to go do the thing uh you know defeat the big bad and rescue everyone and they're all dead and it it was you know it is the middle point of the trilogy and the fact that we actually got to experience that lowest point in a way that if we were playing it well, we wouldn't have, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can come away with that saving everyone, but we didn't. We actually had the perfect Empire Strikes Back moment 
of everything is bad and everyone is hurt and dead everything is ruined and it was it was of our own making it wasn't the story making it be that way it was awesome yeah how about you is you have a favorite memory of things that we have played together i'm trying to think about it um stuff i (laughs) i do i do like being able to reference trogdor the burninator (laughs) (laughs) see i i remember that but i don't really think of it uh it's interesting that you hold on to that as such a an important foundational memory yeah i i think it's because i was really happy to find someone who shares my kind of off the wall totally ridiculous sense of humor And I, I, I really hadn't experienced Trogdor yet, and only a little strong bad, so you really introduced me to all of that. Well, that makes me question. Like, we talked a lot about how your experience with gaming was a factor in, you know, our relationship from my side, but what about from yours? Like, would you have not dated someone who wasn't into video games? I don't think I ever would have thought of it as explicitly as that. I think, I think if you had not been... I probably would have let myself drift away from them to some extent um, and just kind of been slightly wistful. And then I totally would have played them with my kids. Totally would have come up again. (laughs) Well, presuming that they had an interest, you probably wouldn't have been the one being like, hey, look, children, we have six generations of video games in the closet. Let's play them. No, but I would have been totally on board with them wanting them and wanting to do it with them. Right, yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a hard question to answer. I think it was was important to me that um. You know, you be passionate about stuff, and I feel like some of the most willing to be passionate people in the world are nerds and like things like video games because they're unafraid of what they like, and that is a quality that's really important to me. So I actually find it really unlikely that I would have um dated someone who wasn't it's it's one of those things that's maybe not the thing you're looking for but it's emergent from the rule set yeah yeah i think i would have been a a unique person to have those qualities and and not have at least in some way touched on the video game world okay totally yeah so i feel like we want to introduce more people to this way of gaming who think that it's just an isolating thing or if, if nothing else like you know bring more visibility to it so that yeah. when people hear video gaming like with our kids that their immediate reaction isn't social isolation and inactivity that it can be this uh socially engaging creative mind space um and i think one of the ways that we could do that is to encourage people who might be listening to this to write in and share their stories of playing games with each other uh, in groups or in couples or something. Maybe uh, preferentially things they actually do physically with each other. Yeah. Although, you know, obviously the way we played uh, Trogdor wasn't quite that. That's true. But Isaac, my brother, he had a group of people that he played World of Warcraft with so devoutly that he was in at least one of their weddings 
and had not like met him before that only yep. talked to him online so i think that th- that was pretty cool too like they were this really tight group of people who always played it together and this really yeah obviously they were in each other's weddings eventually even though they hadn't met before that yeah mmos are a little bit different uh, sure. for, uh in terms of this conversation but um not not as much my thing but i still yeah. feel like gaming has this ability to really bring people together and create relationship if you use it right yeah so write in and tell us about your experiences creating society and relationship through playing video games and that that address again is late to the party at civilfritz.net late to the party at civilfritz.net and they should probably write to us yeah write us stuff tell us stories we're taking suggestions too for other conversation topics. We we still have a few ideas for things and we keep adding to the list, but uh, at least one of those has been a suggestion from an early listener who's been gracious enough to give us some feedback. So if you have some thoughts for things that you think people who play predominantly old video games or at least late compared to the rest of the world should talk about, uh, let us know. So where can people find you on the internet, Andy? At Andy Ray Anderson on Twitter. Yeah, and I'm at Anderbubble on Twitter. Uh, um, mine is spelled A N D I R A E. Yes. A- Anderson with an O. Um, yeah. Yeah. So again, you can send us some email, tweet at us. We'll, you know, try to be engaging. Um, We're so engaging. Woot. I'm so fully engaged right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was creepy. Yep. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I can't not be. I'm so engaged. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, send us notes and otherwise, I don't know. I've forgotten how to sign off now. You should sign off. This one's yours. All right. We are late to the party and we are going to bed. We're late to bed. Late to bed. We're Good recording night. late. Yeah. All right. Good night. I found you, Mr. Bad Guy! Achoo! My nose itches! Here, I'll heal you lots! Wait, don't leave me! No punch back! Ah, ah, ah. Super Aisha! Ready or not, here I come! Whoa, I can see my house from here! 
You can run, but you can't hide. Ready or not? <laughs> Ugh. I hope these stains come out. I don't think so. I see you clear as day. I spy me a scout. I'm feeling extreme. You look too damn much like her. Ouch! Ouch! Oh, dang back. All right, you kids, follow me. Solid as the ground beneath me. I'm feeling spicy here. <laughs> How do you like that luck? Takes more than that to bury me. Oh, are you still trying to dodge? <laughs> I... I'll do my best. I... I can go another round. <sighs> I'm bushed here. If that's how you want to play. Oh, I work with medals for fun. Please don't take this personally. I... I mean, uh, should I? Just leave it all to me, folks. Well, why should I enjoy seeing dirt? I hope you're ready for my close-up. What? That's not... I can't... No! Whoever said the good die young lied? Huh. Just who does she think she is? I'm at the top of my game! Can't dodge it, so sorry! Feel weak. Can't lose. Hate imps. You're going down with me! I can shoot far. Nobody beats Haynes. I'm invisible. Give me a dirt road any day. You think bullets will stop me? I'm back. Get ready, every last one of you imps. Big dumb types make easy targets. I could hit you from here. Hmm, scream for me. I can see you. The walls are... I can't breathe! I, I'm gonna keep shooting. I, I am so lucky. This one's a jumbo dose. Um, so which one do I... Desperate times call for this? Oh, I feel better. Hiding won't save you. I'm not used to paved roads. There's no Darkson like a proud Darkson. <sighs> Thank goodness. Good. I've caught my second wind. I don't mind a little overtime. I'll show you a real shock. It'd be a shame to waste good cover. Here goes. I'm scared, but but I'll try. Gah, it it's jammed. Ah, this is relaxing. I think I'll, I'll shoot from here. It's over. We're doomed. I, I won't give up. I'll keep this place safe. Ah, makes me think of the track back home. You got another one coming. This is nothing compared to my workouts. Enough guts and even bullet holes heal. Ugh, all that armor cheeses me off. Here's when combat training pays off. Ugh, stupid lumps of iron. After me, kiddos. Ugh, this place is a dust trap. I'm just getting warmed up. Hey, luck's a kind of skill. Isara, this number's for you. Ain't no stopping me. Huh, this ain't even fair. Just try dodging me. <laughs> Found you. Honestly, all this grit is intolerable. Well, hello, my lovelies. I'm nowhere near done. How dare you attack a tank? You shouldn't let me get this close. You think you've seen gunplay? Mmm, who's a sexy tank? I'll take point, guys. Hooey! Our hero's in trouble now. <laughs>
These paved roads always throw me. One more for good measure. Here, make it a double. Today's the wrong day to mess with me. You can't dodge this. <laughs> I have the power. <laughs> Dud. I'm tired. I'll just charge. <laughs> I love you, Metal. No, I belong alone. <laughs>